Welcome to another version of Get Your Shift Together. Today I'm going to dip my toe into something that might make some of you squirm. Might not. I, I'm, I'm sort of foreshadowing into the future. But I'm, I'm going to talk about something that comes up quite often in my sessions with people. Are you ready? I'm just wondering if I should hesitate and not tell you what it is right away and just hedge my bets or if I should just say the word spiritual practice. Yeah, I said it. Okay, so if you're still listening, <laughs> let me explain what I mean by that. Okay, so in one of my earlier podcasts, I talked about a three-step process to creating a shift. Very simply, vision a very defined idea of where it is that you want to go. Wake, how you want to feel as you're doing the work to get there. Like really the energy that you want to feel every day, that's what the wake is about. And then third, that's when you step into action. So vision, wake, action. Great. That gives us some structure for how we begin and engage in a shifting process. But here's the deal. People are still going to annoy you. You're still going to be tired. You're still going to be frustrated. You're still going to be reactionary. You're still going to be triggered. There are days where you're just not going to feel like moving towards your vision. My partner and I used to say to each other, is that who you feel like being? It was a really powerful question that we would ask each other in the middle of an argument or a disagreement. And one or the other of us would look at the other person and go, is that, is that really who you want to be? Most of the time that sentence would have us go, nope, hang on, let me regroup. I want to try something different. But I got to be honest, every once in a while, I was like, yeah, yeah, this is exactly who I want to be. I feel like being a bitch right now. And you are the recipient of that because I feel that you deserve it. That was me pounding the table. So you are going to have those kinds of days. And those days, the triggering events, the external events, the frustrating events, all of those things will often lead to you making decisions that are not congruent, not in, align, in alignment sorry, with your vision. So how do we minimize those? Because as we're beginning this process, our old default behaviors are pretty ingrained in us. I often create the visual of your brain having these deep, deep crevices like the Grand Canyon because your default behavior has created those crevices. It's like the water rushing through the Grand Canyon over time the water's going to take the easiest route. And that's how those, those large uh, canyons were created. The same is true in our brain. I, I will put in a disclaimer here that I'm not a neuroscientist. Um, I actually study political science, but trust me, I've, I've done enough reading and studying on this to, to know that what I'm saying is correct. So we have established patterns of behavior and when we're triggered or when things aren't going our way or it could be something as simple as fatigue, we go to those default behaviors. So how do we stop that? 
And the reality is, we need something to rely on other than our willpower. If I had relied on simply my willpower to get me to where I am in this chapter of my life, the incredible chapter that is my life thus far, I, I wish I could look you all in the whites of your eyes. I, I would tell you that I would have never gotten there. There are times that I had to connect to something greater than myself. And it is that practice that allowed me to keep going. Now, here's where we get into nomenclature. I don't care if you call it spirituality. I don't care if you call it the universe. I don't care if you call it the best version of yourself. I don't care if you call it God. My definition of what I'm talking about actually includes all of those things. So don't focus on the discomfort of the word. Focus on the intention of what I'm trying to say to you here, which is go outside of yourself and ground yourself in something that is bigger than you. So here's where we talk about being intentional, being on purpose, and actually we talk about being quiet. With our lives, the more um, powerful that you get, the more you take on the further you get into the chapters of this book called life, whether it's spouses or boyfriends or girlfriends or children, promotions, mortgages, on and on and on and on. Sometimes it's hard to remain intentional. The, the best of us, the most committed of us, sometimes life gets in the way and it's, it's hard to remember why we're doing what we're doing. And this is when connecting to something bigger than yourself takes over the energy. I tiptoe around this sometimes with clients. I will sort of slowly move or maneuver my way in or I'll ask a leading question to, to see what the level of, of spirit is like with people. Do I think you need to be spiritual in order to be or have your most successful career? No, I don't. Do I think it makes it a hell of a lot easier? Yep, I do. Do I think it makes you a lot more consistent? Yep, I do. Do I think it gives you some sense of peace? Yes, I do. So, when I talk about spirit, I'm talking about something bigger than yourself. And I'm talking about the ritualization of that connection. So I am a deeply spiritual person. I am not a religious person. I grew up in a religious household. I was part of a church for a long time, different different iterations of, of organized religion. Um, and I, my experience <laughs> was that I found some of the least tolerant 
and most unkind people in organized religion. I found some really nice ones as well. Let's, right? Good and bad is everywhere. And at a certain point in my 30s, I just went to spirit and what my belief system was. I believe in God. I believe in universal energy. I believe in the concept of God residing within, that our best self is already in there. I don't think we have to become anything. I think we just have to let out the best of all of us. And so what I do in my life and what I encourage all of my clients to do is to stay connected to that bigger picture. So in many ways, this is actually related to vision. Um, Cause man, it can get daunting when you think it's all about you and it's all coming down to you making the right choices and it's all coming down to you saving the company or saving your team or saving the world. Like I, I, I got some pretty big shoulders, but I'll tell you right now, my shoulders are not big enough to wear those responsibilities. And when I'm feeling the weight of my responsibilities and my commitments and my desires, that's when I go outside of myself. Or actually some would say I go deeper within self. And the rituals that I practice are varied um, and I find that they're all helpful. So if any of you have ever heard of this woman named Oprah Winfrey, I think she was popular a few years ago, um, had a little television show. She really uh, took hold of this long, long-held um, tool of gratitude. But she, she, I think, brought it into the popular vernacular and talked about gratitude. And if you are feeling the weight of the world, I'm telling you right now, you don't have to call this spirituality, but if you practice gratitude, it will change your life. And it is simple as... When you wake up in the morning, you know, when you come from unconsciousness to consciousness and you wake up and your brain immediately starts engaging, program your brain to think about gratitude. What am I grateful for this morning? What am I grateful for on this day? Before all of the shit starts attacking you about your deadlines and your teams and the tough customer conversations coming at you. Get your energy grounded in what is working. That's what gratitude is. Taking your mindset, your consciousness to, there are so many things in my life that are working and I am just completely taking them for granted. That's what the practice of gratitude is. I do that in the morning and I do that at night. As I review my day, as I'm about to hit the sleep button, and my eyes are drifting closed. The last thought that I want to be thinking is not what went wrong today. I want to be thinking about, man, am I ever grateful for that wonderful, kind, energetic client. The wonderful work that Melissa does for me as she helps me manage this business. My sisters, my nieces. The fact that I have a really nice roof over my head. Some days... I get to think big universal things and some days I'm just happy to have a flushing toilet guys because we all have those kinds of days but the practice of gratitude and opening my day and closing my day one of the best tools that I've encountered and and a very simple tool and for some of you it won't get you all befuddled with this concept of spirituality second tool meditation 
I am not consistent in my meditation. <sighs> I am not the best meditator in the world. And whether I do meditation for 30 minutes, which is super, super rare, I just felt really good saying it, or whether I do meditation for 12 minutes, which is much more frequently, it changes my life experience all the time. It changes my daily experience, I should say, because it stops the noise and makes me intentional. In my non-certified opinion, there is no expert way of meditating. There are all different forms of meditating. There's guided meditation. There's non-guided meditation. There's verbal meditation. There's music meditation. There's transcendental meditation. There's Deepak Chopra. There's, there's all sorts of forms. Try it. Don't give up and find something that works for you. My sister and brother-in-law are, uh, brother are big fans of transcendental meditation. I'm a big fan of intentional meditation. And what I mean by that is I think of who I want to be in the world. I think of the, the energy, the attribute, the mindset that I want to expand in my life. And that's what I meditate on to guided music. So I pick a theme and I just focus on my breathing and I call that into consciousness. Even that terminology, right? Call into consciousness. It has a very spiritual connotation to it. So there's probably only two people who are still listening because it's, I've weirded them out so much. But if you are listening, I, I really encourage you to give this a try. So first we said um, that it's really about the practice of gratitude, one of the simplest things that you can do. And then the second thing is dip your toe into meditation. Now here's where I'm really going to freak you out. I also think of prayer as meditation. So for me and my belief system and my upbringing, prayer is a part of my life. And I view prayer as a form of meditation. Why? Because it slows me down. And it gets me connected to who I want to be then rather than who I'm reacting to or what I'm reacting to. Again, it's this concept of purpose and intention. And these are all tools, you know, as I talk about spirituality, what I'm really talking about are ways for you to connect to your intention, your purpose, the best of you when sometimes life events are bringing out the worst in you. That's really the simplistic way of saying it. When I can't rely on my own automatic thoughts, when my ego is getting in the way, which happens multiple times a day, I go to these practices of spirituality. Sometimes it's just sitting in quiet and breathing. So don't call it prayer. Don't call it meditation. Just call it breathing. If anybody out there has ever taken a yoga class, right? You breathe in. And when you're breathing, like, why do we even need to be taught this? But we, we totally do. You breathe in and your stomach needs to expand because you're taking in more air. So you actually need to be expanding your diaphragm. But check yourself right now as you're breathing. When you breathe in, is your stomach going out or is it going in? 
I bet you 50% are doing it backwards. We actually need to be taught breathing. The very thing that's keeping us alive, most of us aren't doing it right. Isn't that because life gets busy and overwhelming? So sometimes one of those connections is just the act of conscious breathing. So we have gratitude, morning and night. We have meditation in all of its hundreds of forms. We have prayer. We have breathing and quiet. Next time you get in your car, if you're by yourself, turn off the radio. Take the drive that you drive every day, or even if you're on the subway or on a bus, turn off the earbuds. Turn off your phone, turn off the podcast. Well, okay, turn off the podcast, but come back to this one later. And just be in the quiet or be in the noises that are around you. Now that leads me to another tool that those of us involved in corporate culture, sometimes um, we're getting further and further away from this, and this is connection to nature. Taking a walk in the woods, touching a tree, touching the earth, actually stepping on grass, <clears throat> sorry, stepping on grass with your bare feet, that is connecting to intention and purpose. That is a spiritual act, connecting to something bigger than you. So don't make the concept of spirituality a debate. <laughs> I'm not talking about your religious views. I'm talking about you connecting to you and your connection in the world. And it will keep you centered. It will keep you quiet as you go forward and bring your vision to reality. They're just some tools. They're just some rituals. And I really, really encourage you to give it a try. And that's it for this edition of Get Your Shift Together. <laughs>